Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're on season five, episode number two, Andy. This is the sports edition. Yes. Sports, a lot of sports today. No music, no albums. Today is November 14th, 2023. A happy birthday shout out to my dad. Yes, Coach Mike. Coach Mike's birthday tonight. Uh, he was busy having lunch at Red Lobster, I believe, today for the birthday. But we've got we sports to cover. Scored we've up got- three stuff Saturday with the vets. Then you have those buddies buying free meals today. It's a tough good life. Good life. It's a tough life. So we got some baseball to cover. We've got some end of the year baseball award things. We got some rule five. We've got uh, college stuff. Canadian high stuff. football league. We've got high mm-hmm. school football. We got lots going on. Let's start off with the trivia question. Trivia Andrew, question. What, which major leaguer? Recorded their 308th career win on the same day that the reliever recorded their 308th career save. So who are the two pitchers? Who are the two pitchers? This happened on the same day and what year? Okay. Huh. So well, get on your internet machines. I'm going to bring this up here for you, Andy. Lots to cover today. I'm going to... I'm going to interject on some things, but I'll let you go, and then I've got a couple things to do at the end of the show. And then we'll get back to the answer. Okay, sit here. Got to get message out to Connie before I get started here. All right, here we go. That's us. The sports old school logo. There we go. Yes. Start some high school football. Semifinals, if you will. Sir, the nine man gone to Kingsland and Fertile Beltrami. Ottertail and Nevis on the other side. They are both playing the 16th. So it's what? Thursday? I think so. Go. So all games are indoors now. We're done with the outdoor yeah. activities. We're in the final four for all seven classes for the yes. state of Minnesota. Tournament. Although the win today and the win this weekend would have made some great outdoor football. But Oh, man. A, football. Springfield. I got my bet on Springfield there. Springfield's got the horse to watch there, I think, yeah. And Mediota always holds their own, too, so that could be another semifinal between those two. The Vikings. uh, 2A, Jackson County and Barnesville. And Cannon Falls and Eden Prairie Watkins. Or Eden Valley Watkins, I'm sorry. Eden Eden Valley Valley Watkins. All good matchups. By the time you get this deep in the season, Andy, uh, you can't get here by being lucky. You no. You've got to have some pretty good football to get to the final four. Yep. 3A, you got Stewartville and Dilworth. And you got Dassel, Clocato, and Annandale. Kind of like an Annandale for some reason. Uh, all these that. will be good matchups here. Byron and Recoria on one side. Hutch and North Branch on the other. 5A. St. Thomas Academy and Alexandria area. And Chan and Andover on the other side. Kind of going local and going Chan on this one. Yeah, Chan, first appearance here in the state tournament yeah. at, in football ever yeah. at any any level. Now they're in the semifinals. Uh, good stuff. Now this one's kind of an odd shape here just because of the way stuff is. They don't have much. Uh, whoops. We need a graphics uh, department. Yeah, the graphics department really, really disappointed me on this one. So we'll just go with uh, 
You got Ian Prairie and Edina on one side. Breakville and and Andy, this is this is to remind listeners, this is not the state semifinal for bracket for hockey. This is football. Yes. Edina? Edina? Edina snuck Ian in Prairie. there against the powerhouse Eden Prairie. We'll see what shakes out. Yes. I, I'm kind of okay, this is gonna hurt to say. I'm hoping Edina wins that game. God, I never thought I'd say that sentence. Well, it's on recording now, but yeah, you're right. I know. This, to, this is the teams to get here is not an easy walk. Uh, no. Did you see what Centennial did to yeah. advance with the big win? Oh, man. A little college basketball. It's that time of year again. Um, number one and number two in the girls both lost. LSU and UConn both dropped to seven and eight. They're out of the top six in the latest poll. Um, North Carolina State beat UConn for the first time since 98. Okay. Now, love me and my UConn. We love we love our pager there, Paige Beckers. Um, them losing to me, yeah, they lost North Carolina State, rivalry, this and that. LSU lost to a 25th ranked team, so that's, you know, still lost. Um, LSU did some stuff in that game I thought was pretty Bush League during it. Um, I've got the videos up on social media, and you be your judge on that. Yes. But as we're going here, also, you know, like I said, there's or Col no, Colorado's 20th when they beat them. I'm sorry, not 25th. They were ranked 20th, so not saying that's an excuse to lose, but, you know, it was a NC State, don't know where they were ranked, but still, you weren't top 20, so here they go. This yeah, was the ranking beforehand. It's beforehand. LSU and UConn, of course, losing. Iowa was third. Now, one would think Iowa should go to number one. No, because there's all the other scorers. South Carolina was sixth, but they beat number 14, Maryland, and beat them bad, 114 to 76. That had a little stroke to go because South Carolina jumped to number one over Iowa. So let the bickering on the seedings begin. Hmm. Yeah, it's early. It's very early, but boy, it's gotten so competitive. Yeah. Women's basketball is a is a thing to behold. I mean, and it's it, who you beat too has a lot to say with it, also, because that helped South Carolina there. Wow. College football. Here you go. The Beavers lost Augustana bad. Um, but the Beavers still make the playoffs. They'll be down at Texas. They play at one p.m. on Saturday, and Augustana is playing Minnesota State, hosting them. And Sioux Falls. So those are the three teams from the conferences there. And they're in the bottom half of the bracket. There's a whole upper half of this division, three foot or two football. It's kind of all spread out. But Bridge State plays down there. They'll play the winner of the Western Colorado Central Washington. But curses if it wasn't those damn Colorado School of Mines are in their same bracket again. Yeah. Can't shake them. So. Hopefully, hopefully the Beavs can play them and, and seek the revenge they so rightly deserve. All right. Bison, they won. People still say they got a chance. They got one more game against Northern Iowa. Now, someone did put out a bracket that if the playoffs began today, his picks, and he did have the Bison making it. Down there in the bottom right, as I look at the screen. 
Okay. They'd play Drake, then they'd play the winner. They played the two seed Montana after that. So if this guy's right and this holds on, Bison would be road dogs the whole way through and would could end up playing South Dakota State for the championship again. So that would be a little sweet victory there. Mm, interesting. There the Gophers lost. And the game wasn't that close. In my opinion. That they lost to a bad Purdue team. They made a bad Purdue team. Purdue team looked really good. And who do we got left? Oh, undefeated Ohio State and Wisconsin. Yeah, hey. Those Wisconsin tickets, they should change the price to $7 and $5.45 because no one's going to pay that money to see that game. Yeah, except the, the, the diehards will love yeah, to go yeah. to that game because of the connection, but the, the normal fans – yeah. I would reduce the price and just have it have it be fun. I mean, that's Ohio State, Michigan, both seven and the East. Penn State's kind of out of it there. Then here's the West. I hope Purdue wins and the Gophers lose. We are dead last. Here, I picked them to be in the the New Year's Eve six. Now I hope they're dead last because they made me look bad. So screw you. Wow, that is. And remember, going into that game for the Gophers, Purdue had one conference win, and yep. they just shoved it to the Gophers. And now, when you look at the standings, they're even in you know neck and neck, yep. essentially. But and yep. Gophers beat Iowa, and they've what got do a, what do they got a clinched? Uh, they've got a essentially clinched or not yet? Iowa's got clinched because the overall oh. record, there's no one to touch them. Okay, so. All right, Grey Cup. Here we go. Here's just the semifinals Here we go. This of the East and West. Canadian Football League. Montreal Alouettes beat Toronto. Toronto was 10 and 2 in the year. They had a good team. They crushed them. And BC lost to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So the Blue Bombers and Alouettes in the Grey Cup. 110th Grey Cup, no less. And so, so Winnipeg's the big heavy favorite there yeah, because yeah. you know you got you know Montreal yeah, coming yeah. in who's was an upset kind of a Cinderella. Yeah, they were they were a two seed. They're already yeah. I think a an eight and a half point underdog. We have we have a couple of local connections here, Dan. Okay, I did not know this. Former Gopher from a few years back, Drew Walterowski. He he plays the wide receiver, eh? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in Winnipeg, yeah. This is and, some fun, still some fun stuff. For Canada, this is huge. This is huge football. And Montreal has a local connection. Cole Spiker went to lacrosse, Wisconsin lacrosse, but he's from Brainerd, Minnesota. So wow. those are two local boys. So when you watch the Great Cup. Playing in the Great Cup. Mm-hmm. Beauty. That's fun. And here's how the regular season ended. Like I said, Winnipeg was their top dog, 14 and 4. BC was 12 and 6. Calgary 6 and 12 and still made the playoffs because, you know, top two and make it. There you go. Toronto was 16 and 2, and, you know, they lost right away. Montreal 11 and 7. So they weren't no slouches, but Winnipeg's like the team to beat. So we'll see how this turns out. Soapbox, Dan. I know you I love, love the it. Part. Dance favorite part. Texas A&M fired Jimbo Fisher and owe him the buyout worth $75 million. The next 60 days, they'll have to give him 
then 120 days, 7.27 million. And every year till 30 till 2031, 7.27 million. These athletes, especially the coaches, with these buyouts drives me nuts. If you get hired for a job and they think you're going to be the man here for a while, then they up and fire you because you suck. Do they still pay you what they thought they'd pay you? No, well, here's employment makes sixty percent of that. And, and people like this, people don't like it, whatever. But both sides agree to this before it all started. Uh, right? They can't they can't bitch and moan. They can't complain because. Both legal attorneys agreed to do it. My question is, how does it get that far? Players are a different story because they have the high risk of being injured, hurt, right. injured for life, paralyzed, something where they cannot work. These are coaches. Do yeah. they need to have this kind of guaranteed money? Um, right. So he, he's know. what, next six, seven years, he's still going to make seven and a quarter million dollars. Wow. Plus, in that 20 days, he's getting 27 million. Darn near. And both teams signed off on the contract yep. back when they did this. So yep. it's no surprise, but boy, does it get ugly. Yeah. Little Mets news. Can't go all day without talking about the Mets. All right. I've got a pen and paper here. The Mets have their eyes on Japanese and Japanese ace, leaving them no realistic, realistic chance at Otani. I don't think he's ever going to go there. I didn't know he was new. The Mets' name were mentioned because the Mets have money. I've heard the Braves' name come up for Otani. I've heard the Cubs a little bit. Um, the Dodgers. I'm still – I haven't heard this. I'm the only one saying this name. I would love to see him in Seattle. I'd like to see Mr. Otani with the Mariners. Yeah, I think that's a that's that's not bad. That would be that'd be nice. I would like. Homework assignment. Research your Iowa women's wrestling, college wrestling. Guys, these people okay. are outstanding. I have a new favorite sport, a new favorite college team. I'm following some of these girls on the social medias and their team. Let's just see what they've done. Oh, they were number eight, and they went to number seven and beat them 43 to one. And then they were at Princeton for an open. Uh, they took home six gold medals from that one. Not bad. Jeez. Another day at the office. And how many weights are there? 10? That, they said same weight classes. So six, six medals, gold out of 10. Four did not get the gold. But look and at these numbers. Eight against 13, and they won 44 to 1. And then we had number 11 and took them 43 nothing. And number eight against number five, and beat them 40 to 4. Now, these were in the duels at the, on the, you know, the Trailblazer duels there in Iowa City. So they were home, and they won what? 87 to 5 overall, or no, 107 to 5 overall. Not bad, girls. No. And these are against ranked opponents. So 127 think, to five. Yep. Think back when you know when lacrosse started becoming popular and, and yep. it came out and you started to see some of these high swing scores when the new sport kind of emerging. Yep. This is what we're seeing here: a new sport against ranked opponents. But look at the swing for the score, and this will all settle down yeah. here and you know, give it give it four or five years. 
It'll be certain. Even women's basketball a few years ago was that way. Unbelievable. Number eight would play number 20 and just crush them by 50. Because there was a, there's a big split between the top four or five and the rest. So we'll see how yes. it goes. And this is where, you know, the, the gals who get in early at the floor level here uh, on some good, on some good, on some of these good teams, this is where you make the record books. You know? Yep. And some of these girls are going to the Olympics afterwards. So follow them, follow their names, remember them. And like I said before, I've looked at some of these pictures of the girls. They're not these, they don't have mustaches and beards. Okay. <laughs> so just get that out of your head. It's not the East German women's weightlifting team from the 80s. Okay. Get that image out of your head. And they're not the little Barbies you see on WWE. These are athletes that if you say they're not, they will whip your ass. You should bring show one of the posters next week on the shows uh, of these teams. It's just unreal. Well, here's the one guy. Like, see just look at their shoulders. I mean, that's not a Barbie, but she's not Olga either. You know, and these aren't people just case. signing up to play on the team. These are people yep. recruited in high school uh, to go to wrestle. I mean, this is uh, yeah. Next time. I've been sharing their stuff on our social media page. You can follow them on Instagram. A lot of them are there. Holy cow. Speaking of our other stuff, we do have midweek shows. Dan did one the other day about his Roy Hobbs World Series. So you can catch that on the YouTube and on the Spotify. And that's what I have, sir. Lots of good stuff. You know, we keep we we, we take pride in educating the uh, the public here. Uh, yes. Course, you know, now this last week for for baseball, uh, when the baseball season ends, the major league baseball, the minor league season, the top minor league, uh, the cream of the crop is in a thing called the Arizona Fall League. That has wrapped up. That's done. The awards are given out for that. At the end of the year this year, the just today the Gold Glove winners were were announced for the minor leagues, and so there's. Nine positions. They give out a gold glove for a minor league, depending on what class level you're in. And guess who won it in the Minnesota Twins organization? Shortstop in Class A by the name of Noah Miller was the gold glove winner for shortstop. So once again, we talk about how deep the Twins are in shortstop. Have you ever even heard of the name Noah Miller? No. No. no most people haven't. We're all so hung up on Correa and Austin Martin and Royce Lewis and, you know, Brooks Lee is all the talk. But our guy that we have not heard of is the best shortstop in minor league baseball. Gold Glove winner is sitting in the Twins' hip pocket once again. So talent, uh, amazing. So the good thing there is there's no room for shortstop in the Twins in the next, you know, five, ten years. So this would be, once again, more trade bait. You're switching for another position. Uh, the Twins, by the way, we did complete now. The cutoff was 5 o'clock today for the Rule 5 protection to get the rosters built up for Major League Baseball. All Major League Baseball rosters now, they're, they're starting to complete that 40-man roster. The Twins, just to use as an example, is similar to other teams at this point. Their teams are all less than one. The Twins last week was 34. The 40-man the, the roster was set at 34 players. Uh, the teams that... Uh, their, their, their contract ended. They're out. They've elected free agency. They're out. Their terms of the agreement are done. They're out. They've retired. They've gotten hurt. Whatever happens, 
your team ends at less than at the end of the year at less than 40. Now you start bringing up or acquiring the contracts of top minor league guys to bring them up to the 40 man roster. And all that means 40 man roster is really, you're getting your medical, your health, dental benefits. They've got you full ride benefits. Now you're not on the big league team. You're not on the major league roster, but now at least you've got benefits covered. You're set to go. The twins historically of the last couple of years, since they've had Thad Levine and uh, Derek uh, Falvey, they end up at this level. They, they like to end up at 37, 38, or 39 at this time of the year, every year. So they keep a room, a spot open on the 40-man roster for some off-season acquisitions, a free agent sign, signing, something like that. And so this year, same thing. The deadline came. They got four guys picked up when the roster was at 34, which means the roster now for the Twins is now at 38. Two empty spots. Uh, Two empty spots. So that's fair enough. You got a long off season ahead to fill those spots. There's no one really else to bring up. So you're obviously going to be signing some free agents over the course of the of the year and bringing them up, or uh, you know what have you. But they always leave room there. The teams that go to 40 right now are stuck because in the off season comes. There's a player you want. There's a player you want to get. Someone you want to acquire. Fine, you can go out and do that. But now you got to make a corresponding move and delete someone and push someone off. And that's such a – I think it's more of a pain in the butt to do it that way. So they just keep it at 38, keep a couple spots open going into the offseason. The Twins moved up four players. Uh, one guy, uh, Camargo, is a catcher. Rodriguez, outfielder, really good outfielder. Yep. You know, we're looking for outfielders. But when your guy's 20 years old, it's a couple of years. Right. Out. Austin Martin they brought up, the guy, the big – one of the centerpiece guys with the Jose Barrios trade, yeah. second baseman, shortstop, Austin Martin. They're moving him to outfield. They moved him up to the 40-man roster. And Junior Severino, who finished the season with 35 home runs and the Twins leading the team in home runs for the Twins minor league, is Severino. He was a third baseman, kind of a second base guy, started off at shortstop. They moved him to the corners now and had a breakout year in 2022. Now, 2023 comes, they move him up to double A. And then at the end of the year, he goes up to triple A. So he has two break back to back breakout years, essentially hitting all these home runs. Now he's a candidate. Is he going to be brought up? He's going to make the major league con- uh, roster. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. With the Saints at triple A. But that's a guy to keep your eye on because he's had two back to back breakout years. And most of us haven't even really heard of his name coming through the Twins Farms Club system. But boy, now the guy can hit with power. Great defensive player. He's also being used at first base, I, I believe. So another guy, they're moving around. Now, when the Twins make their moves, such as today where the cutoff is, once the cutoff is set, the guys that are unrestricted or un, un, um, protected, so to say, go into this Rule 5 draft that takes place the first week of December. And so there's three Twins on that list, essentially. It's Ricardo Olivar, a catcher. Jose Salas, a talented, a talented infielder, ranked 17th in the Twins prospect list, was left unprotected. So he's going to go into that draft. Uh, Alejandro Hidalgo, a right-handed pitcher, ranked number 27th. So three of our top 30 prospects reach that age, that window where they need to be protected or get off the pot, and they left those three unprotected. So if no one picks them up, the Twins will keep them. If someone does pick them up, they now are on the clock to get them up to the majors within a year. So it helps everyone. These players that were not protected by the Twins, they're also excited by this because now they're going to go to another team and have the chance to move up where there may be a bunch of people ahead of them in the depth chart 
this is this is a win-win for everyone. This Rule Five draft, everyone benefits uh, because of it. So it's it's kind of working the guys that have been in the system four or five years that haven't been moved up to get a chance to go up. So that draft is what December fifth, December sixth, something like that. They do a draft. Now the good thing with the Twins offering Sonny Gray the qualifying offer. Andy is that he turned it down naturally today. They offered him, I'm, I'm guessing something low ball. He turned it down. The twins now will receive a com- competition, a competitive draft pick, you know, the second round or something, depending on how big of a contract he signs with another team, they're going to get someone in exchange now for him, an extra pick in the 2024 draft. That's so going to be kind of like trading him for a draft pick. It's just you don't have to worry about, ooh, I signed up for too much money. No one wants him. So if the Braves or the Yankees would ever sign Sonny Grave, his salary fits in somewhere on a chart that, oh, this dollar value equals a second-round pick or a third-round pick, correct? Yep. So then wherever he goes when he gets signed, once again, both sides are happy. The Twins are you know glad Sonny Gray is going to go somewhere else. He's happy because he's making the big bucks, and we're going to get an extra pick out of the deal probably in that second, third-round, first-round area. Uh, yep. for a guy like him that wasn't planned or wasn't expected. So a lot of good things will happen, even though you hear bad news in the now, press going somewhere else. But Now, say it's the Braves that sign him. You don't per se get the Braves pick. You get a pick at the end of the second round, correct? Correct. That's a good point, Andy. We, we're not getting anything from the Braves, per se. If it's the Braves like time, baseball time. says that if you give up a guy and you have a guy in your roster and you make, you make an offer to sign him and he says no to go somewhere else and makes boo-hoo bucks – they're going to give you something for the competitive balance of the league. Uh, part of these things that when they go on strike and talk about all these rules and laws and things like that, that this is comes, it's going to come back to benefit the team that you know loses. But I think that's why the twins made that qualifying offer to him, knowing he's going to turn it down because you're going to get this in return. Kind of like what they did with Polanco and Kepler. Yeah. Get them for another year, although they may not be on the team. You have now the rights to them, and if you get trade, you can get something now in return versus just cutting them loose. So these yeah. are the things that I'm, I'm finding interesting going through the offseason here as far as the, the chess moves that are taking place. But the cutoff mm-hmm. was tonight, and now we'll see the teams fill up their 40-man roster over the offseason and Rule 5 acquisition. I don't see the Twins going after anybody there, but it's a and chance no to one signs Sunny Grave, we, If no one signs Sonny, we get up for this low-ball offer then? Well, I think I think he is now out as a free agent. I don't he think he's okay. coming back unless he's got to go somewhere. He's got to accept some deal, or unless he unless he doesn't. But I don't think he's coming back to us if, if all things fail. Kenta Maeda also is done. Uh, he has elected free agents. Twins could also go after and get him too. But he's he's been gone as well. Uh, Joey Gallo, you know Donovan Solano. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys now took off, and so our roster was back down to 34 players. Now it's back up to 38. So it's fun to watch these things as the moves take place this time of year. Yes. Uh, how about a little trivia answer? I got an answer for us. I think I got an answer. So I'll repeat. Yes. In one particular game one year, a pitcher that was a winning pitcher recorded – his 308th career win on the same day that this relief pitcher came in and got a save happened to be that relief pitcher's 308th career save as well. What year and what team and what players were these? It was 1991. Okay. Texas Rangers for bonus points. 
Okay. The reliever was Richard Goose Gossage. Okay. And friend of the show, Nolan Ryan, was the winning pitcher. Yes, was the winning pitcher. So imagine having a guy in your roster with 300 wins, much less a guy in your roster with 300 career saves, and saying, hey, go in and get the save, and we'll both get your 308th on the same day. What yeah. year? 91? 91, July 23rd. Now, I didn't see you having two guys at the top of their career, end of their career at that, but what are the odds are both hitting number 308 or 215 or whatever at the same time, you know? Uh, that's – you. It'd be almost – I think that's as cool as if you got the guy's first win and the other guy's first save, like opening week. That would be kind of cool too, you know? But. Very – the odds of that combination happening, very uh, strange. So we got the – so so Andy, Vikings won again. They're not – the hottest team in NFL is five-game winning streak is our Minnesota Vikings, and they've done all this. Now, I'm not a homer. I'm just stating the facts here. They've done this without Justin Jefferson in the lineup. Let him go. I'd cut him. The best receiver in the NFL is Let on your team. He's a cancer. He's got to go. And wasn't part of this five-game winning streak. <laughs> Kirk Cousins one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Injured. They won two in a row without him, Sia. And the Vikings have won five straight games. Now Jefferson's coming back. We've got this Joshua Dobbs miracle at the at the helm kind of a deal. And it could be enough in, in football, one of those sports that if you get momentum, it could carry you. Do you think they're going to – this could be some kind of a, a magical year, Andy, or is this just a fluke? Yeah, just a few names I brought up a while ago when this all happened. I said tongue-in-cheek. If they're not doing well, if I was Jefferson, take it. Don't rush coming back. If we've lost all these games, you're gone. Hamstrings on a receiver are very serious things. Could ag aggravate him his whole career, you know. One name I brought up when Cousins went down ended up coming in for the Saints later in that game was uh, James Winston. He ended up coming in for their injured quarterback, Carr. Now, the Vikings are in an odd situation here. You got Kirk Cousins, who's at the end of his deal. Dobbs, who's playing out of his mind right now. But you had this guy you picked up last year as a draft pick who had, like, what, three snaps and hurt himself? Yes. Went, went Aaron Rodgers on the bit and got hurt after three plays. Who do you keep at the end of the year? If the Vikings make the playoffs and have a nice run, do you say, hey, Dobbs, great job, it's your job? Or do you say, Hey, thanks for getting us there. We're signing Cousins to more money and keeping him. You tell his rookies, cut bait, we're keeping Dobbs and Cousins. Because if they make the playoffs, Dobbs is going to want to get paid. Cousins is going to want to get paid. Rookie is just happy he's got a job. So what do you do? Nice problem well, to have. It's a good It's a good problem yeah, to have. They make the playoffs and do decent in the playoffs, you know. Yeah, I would. I would. My opinion, once again, would be uh, Cousins' contract is done. He's he's, he's yeah. fulfilled his contract. He's done. We don't need to spend a lot, of, throw a lot of money to bring him back. That he did. He was he was good. So now you get Dobbs and you got Jalen what Hall? Yep. Who should be back already this week from concussion protocol? Yep. Now he was obviously the backup still, but it's an interesting ride. I would say. I'd say move forward from Cousins. Um, for his age, for that injury, it's, it's going to be tough to come back from. And he's going to have big, big bucks. Now, my wife mentioned the other day 
how much money this attorney, um, I mean, this agent of Mr. Dobbs is making with, he, he spent two weeks here and three days here and two weeks at this team. Yeah. This is how many teams he's been with, how busy he must be writing and signing and filling in contracts for his um, agent uh, or for his player, his, his rep, his client, so to say, Mr. Dobbs. Yeah. It's, it's doing well. Now he's looking like a miracle worker at right. what he's doing here. But he's floundered around the last how many years? Uh, not saying he's bad, mm -hmm. but he's also has not done anything good. But the guy is enough right. to be a veteran. And now who knows what's going to happen? But the agent's going to be pretty happy, I think. Yes. Still does get greedy and cost him a good job somewhere. But So that'll be interesting to watch. But uh, football, high school state football, we're down to seven classes in state Minnesota playoffs. Four teams in each class. They're down to 28 teams still active in the state of Minnesota. All the other teams have turned in their equipment. They're done. They're now focusing on basketball, ice hockey, and wrestling and whatnot. Yes. And the rest of the 28 teams are going to be playing a little indoors at U.S. Bank for the semifinals and the finals. That'll wrap up, what, Thanksgiving weekend? Yes. They'll play this weekend. Then last year they had that week off because the Vikes had the Thanksgiving game. Yeah, there was a hiccup last year. This yeah. is I think, back to normal now, and then it's going to so be we'll have the Thanksgiving weekend again. Yes, should be interesting. But that's all I got. Anything else, Andy? No. Uh, women's college wrestling is the real deal, folks. Follow it, watch it. If you enjoy. It. Not saying the men are bad, kind of like we say with basketball. I like the women's basketball because it's more fundamental than boys' basketball. Wrestling's wrestling. It's just different people now. Um, and a lot of these girls, to a point, have a chip on their shoulder. They want to prove that we can do this too. So that's why you're really seeing them all go out there, not like, oh, I'm the wrestler. I'm just here so I can still use the weight room. I'm really on the football team. You know, we don't have that issue with women's wrestling. They're there because they're on the wrestling team. So um, high school wrestling, a lot of these areas is really starting to blow up now. They're having little special tournaments. For, tournaments are just girls wrestling. So give them a watch, give them a follow. Like so we'll have that on our social media pages. Follow that. Congratulations to Caitlin Clark, who officially became Iowa's all-time scorer for girls basketball. Um, Megan Gustafson did send her a little TikTok, Tweety, video, congratulation -y thing, you know. Um, video I shared, there was one Caitlin Clark on autographed jersey from Mia Hamm, soccer player. Nomar Garcia Parr's wife saying, Hey, congratulations, you're doing great. And she thought that was like, go whoa. You're like, yeah, like I got an autograph from you know Rod Stewart or something. I mean, she was so excited. Um, so, so that was cool to see that. But uh these women athletes, women's wrestling, the crowds selling out Carver Hawkeye Arena for wrestling. Volleyball, women's volleyball all over the Big Ten, attendance records. Watch them women's sports, you're gonna see more fundamental stuff. People who want to win, not people who want to be on ESPN. I like it. Have a good week, everyone. See ya.